five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, to kick it off today, let's go to Toshiba. Oops, let's go over here to YouTube and watch this. This is called Details Matter, the Takumi Spirit. Kind of a cool commercial, I think. <clears throat> Not a lot said. I guess it's for the international market. There's a koi fish and uh, something in the background. Oh, and they make a origami koi fish. Now they're making tea, I believe. And now they're making a bonsai tree. And now they're making sushi. And now, wow, look at that. They put gold foil on sushi, I think. There's cut glass diamonds, flowers, a lot of beauty in this commercial, a lot of play with color, you know you can eat gold leaf, and here's a, here's a dancer, um, and all of a sudden it's a robot, and it's a spooky looking robot, and then it says details matter. Road to Master Craftsmanship. That <laughs> I'm assuming that's a robot. It could be it could be a geisha girl with a mask on, which apparently they do sometimes. I don't know much about this. I just thought it was interesting. And um, my style consultant told me yesterday I got my first strike ever in uh, my first strike ever in uh, in youtube for a copyright infringement and it was for that dopey london subway commercial or not subway but um underground they call it there it's a subway but um yeah i know <laughs> style consultant doesn't like the looks of that robot it might not be a robot it might just be a person uh with a robot mask on that's usually how we did it back in the lost in space days warning will robinson you know, it was a guy in there. I, in case you didn't know that, that wasn't a real robot. <laughs> Neither was Godzilla or King Kong or some others. Nowadays, it's all CG. So you know more about it. Uh, but anyway, um, oops, details matter, Toshiba. There you go. Okay, so let's. that's enough of that. I, I don't know exactly, oh, but anyway, I got a copyright infringement for this underground commercial, and they just showed... They, they made actually fake signs about the attraction at the at that subway stop rather than the, the name of the subway stop or the underground stop rather and uh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful system you know I uh, I mean it's probably the top one that I've that I've been on uh, and we went we took it from uh, Heathrow all the way across to King's Cross all the way across town lugging the only trouble with the the london underground is that you have to if you have luggage you have to lug it up and down stairs which is no fun i made my wife do most of the work you know now boston is fun because boston goes around corners they have hinged subway trains and that one is just scary uh, i remember the philadelphia one uh back in the 70s when we when we went up there for the fourth of july and it uh the lights would go off and on and everything it was that was scary too i've been in a lot of subways around <laughs> a lot of spent a lot of time on chicago uh chicago's um <laughs> elevated 
And uh, I remember one time when they started and then came to an abrupt stop and people fell over and then we had to wait there 20 minutes or something. I said, is this what they're talking about when they when they say the Illinois lottery? Oh, they thought that was funny. You you buy a ticket and you hope you get to where you're going. Anyway, too many stories today. Let's get on to the news. Okay, on to the news. I, of course, have a strong opinion on Megan, which is she's a pretty good soccer player. It's my opinion. Okay, now, but here is, you know, I, I read a lot of articles on 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 the show, and and a lot of them are, you know, say you have to have a social consciousness, you have to stand for something, <clears throat> but about half the people that you you that like what you stand for don't like what you stand for, or more, oftentimes way more, right? Because minority opinions seem to get more voice, uh, and because partly they're more committed. Um, Whereas, you know, when I was growing up, it was called the silent majority. And, you know, it's generally that no matter what the culture, most people just go along. So uh, here it says um, there's apparently a protest against Subway. I didn't know about it because, you know, I'm only so much in tune with the news. But 38 percent of of the of the people they surveyed said, yes, it's justified. We should Subway should not be associated with Megan. Um 26% said they didn't care. Okay, so that adds up to like 64%. That's almost two-thirds of, of the uh, survey crowd said that they didn't like or that either they didn't care or they didn't or they didn't like Megan. And 36% said they, they, they uh, don't think people should be protesting Subway. Uh, so there are people that won't that will keep buying no matter what. And if you flipped it and you said, I want, uh, I don't know what, Ted Nugent or something uh, <laughs> supporting Subway, you know, you might get the completely opposite. But you still have 26 who don't care. So if you decide to take a controversial figure on either side of any spectrum, it doesn't matter what, uh, you will lose a big hunk. In this case, the biggest hunk is the people that are mad. So be careful, be careful what you choose. You know, I, I've always liked causes like March of Dimes or YMCA or something. Anyway, let's go on. Supermarket shoppers are returning to stores as buy online, pick up in store. I think that's what it stands for. It's, it's laid out right down here. Buy online, pick up in the store. Okay, Uh, you know, it should be pick up at the store because you don't want to go in the store. That's why we did it in the first place. It was uh, retailers and supermarket operators have dedicated most of their resources since the start of the pandemic to accommodate shoppers who wanted to avoid the store. See, that's why it shouldn't be Boppus. It should be (laughs) Boppass for at store, not in store. Anyway, um, so what? What's up? Well, it turns out, and this, one of the big important things is in the footnote, which is that this is a survey of only people, of only people who all, who did buy online. Okay, this isn't the average shopper. This is the online shoppers who are given up on, on Boppus. Okay, and 50% of them said, nope, they're not going to do it. Uh, 54% said they'd Go back to picking up items out in person, and most of the, and also there's a downside to the. This is a really important point. There's a downside for the merchant. The 
People who shop online avoid some of the most profitable categories due to concerns over freshness and selection. And apparently that's the produce and the meat. Um, produce, meat, seafood. Uh, half of them wouldn't buy that anyway. 40% avoid dairy, produce, frozen products. 35% won't buy deli, bakery goods. 31% avoid buying healthcare products. The frustrations are availability, quality of the items selected, missing items missing from their order, long wait times, inability to add last-minute items. See, even even you don't like predicting what you will want. Okay, uh, home delivery, they don't like either because of the high cost, Okay, which makes sense because it's a lot of trouble for them to putz around and drive over to your house. But also, they don't like the missing products, incorrect items, items selected, were considered poor quality, harder to use, coupons or secure discounts, products arriving damaged. Okay, Walmart is rated the best, closely by Target, Kroger, Costco, Walgreens, Sam's Club, Publix, Wegmans, Albertsons, Safeway, and CVS. You know, and I've used it a few times. Sears pioneered it, as far as I remember. You know, and that was really good because you could get, you know, a, a weed whacker or something that was, you know, heavy to carry around the store with you. And you could have it right there delivered. I, I think I bought a refrigerator, a small, like a like a college refrigerator one time. And it was right there. They wheeled it right out, put it in my car. I mean, that was excellent. <clears throat> Best Buy also was doing it uh, from... Was it Best Buy? No, I think it was Circuit City because Circuit City was just basically a showroom. And they and you could buy online and it would be ready for you right then. Um, Best Buy has done a really good job, too, of, of showing you. I've tried it at Menards. Didn't work as well, um, partly because you got to go way to the back of the store. And then I think you had to pay at the front or something. It, was, it wasn't well thought out, I didn't think. But, you know, that was a while ago. They may have improved it since. Okay, and this, and as I said, this is a thousand consumers who buy groceries online for pickup in store. So this wasn't your average. So when half of them say we're not doing it anymore, that means it's a minuscule point uh, to spend a lot of money on. Think about that. Okay, how to improve your direct mail list? And James Fussy, I really like the fact that you even wrote on this because I don't see much. You know, we've, we've seen a lot of articles on mail and extolling the virtues of mail, which are many, but we haven't seen many articles on how do you build a mail list? How do you expand a mail list? You know, a lot of your a lot of your online apps and online uh, ERP systems, you know, until you get to the shopping cart, don't even ask people for their address. And then we try to find their address because they subscribed to Netflix within the last six months and 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 checked the box that said they're okay with other offers and stuff, you know. So for a hundred thousand visitors, you'll get down to about five thousand that you'll get the you'll get a, a mailable address. So anyway, this is an excellent article that you should go to the um, wdma.org and subscribe. And we don't ask for your address, <laughs> which just goes to show you there's there's times when we do, but for that, I don't think we do because, you know, we're on a WordPress site and it was too much pain in the neck. <laughs> OK, so the first is improve mail deliverability. Yeah, if you got the bad address, poor targeted or duplicated or like most e-commerce merchants right now, uh, most e-commerce merchants aren't even collecting it until you want to ship it to, your, to somewhere. So the first point should be collect it. <laughs> And then clean it. 
Okay, and then uh, and then James gives us ideas about gender converted targeting. I'm a little. I've never made that work, even when it's supposed to. Sometimes, no, mostly not, because um, you know, like my wife is the male screener. She's the one who'll throw it in the trash, and she does generally give me my mail. Uh, I think <laughs> I could check the. Well, that's one of the benefits of that uh, of that informed delivery is that I've heard people who are like divorced say, I want to make sure I get my mail from my spouse, <laughs> my ex-spouse or my soon-to-be ex-spouse or something who's, you know, mad at, mad at me. Um, so I could check that and make sure everything gets delivered, but it's not worth it because in general, she, I do get an occasional Land's End or a uh, hunting magazine or something. Um so be careful with these. You know, the big breakthrough for for um, for Victoria's Secret was when they tried mailing business lists to men. And that was a big growth boost for them. That was like the that was the thing that really launched them. Uh, the link to register for the August 31st Zoom, please. Oh, it's uh, go to WDMA.org. Just go to the main site, and there should be a little – oh, I didn't change the box yet. It's like a little pink box that says August 31st party, Zoom party. Um, but I'll I'll be promoting it in the next few days. Don't panic. We've got a lot of time yet. This is like the furthest ahead we've ever promoted it. Um, and it's, it's something like August meetup. I think that's it. <laughs> but I'm not going to look it up now, Keith. <laughs> You know, you look it up. <laughs> I think it's there. I don't know. Uh, improve your, okay, and then geographic targeting. Hard to make that work. We, in fact, and we work with mailers, you know, that mail millions of pieces uh, a year and some mail millions of pieces at a time. It's very difficult to get zip codes to work. And the part part of the reason is, is that if you do a half a million piece, there you go. <laughs> if you do a half a million piece mailing, uh, half a million pieces, you will only hit 20,000 of the 50,000 possible zip codes, I can tell you. Uh, I've looked at it many, many times. And out of those 20,000, even with a low average order size and a high response rate, you'll probably only hit 2,000 that uh, you'll get multiple subscriptions in some zip codes, but you will get mostly nothing in 18,000 of the 20. And so uh, the ability to to the to let those 2,000 define your marketplace based on that mailing uh, is insane. So we tend to use uh, three-digit zip instead of five-digit zip, and it is powerful when you find something. Most of the stuff is not. <laughs> and so improve your models. Um, you know, predictive modeling is a euphemism that. Uh, you know, basically all we're doing is sorting out the past, a, a previous mailing, and we're looking at what worked then, and we're telling you what worked then, and you may want to, especially in tr turbulent times, you may want to rethink that. <laughs> but at least we show you what worked in the past. We don't predict the future. No one does. You can't do it. Okay? And um, James says, be selective with your audience First, build your lookalike models. And see, that is one of the big fallacies. If you're a printer, this is not the kind of article you want to send to your customers because what it will do is cut your circ and probably cut it needlessly because when you, when you chart 
the effectiveness of a mailing, okay, what happens is, is that your profitability goes up really steeply at the beginning, and then it kind of plateaus on your uh, profit per piece, and then it goes down a little, and then it plunges. Now, what you're really trying to do in modeling is get rid of that plunge, <laughs> Those are the ones that cost you money. The plateau doesn't hurt you, and there's a lot of range here between what, where you might think they're only break-even or maybe a little less than break-even. You can go a long way. You can double your circ by just wading into that not-too-bad lists a little bit. And doubling your circ gives more chances for people to order. And the response rate and the per profit per piece doesn't diminish much. So what are we really trying to do in predictive modeling? We're trying to rule people out. We're trying to find the segments of your customers that are just not worth it, just bad. You know, and oftentimes it's the people that bought online. You know, it's the people that bought a gift item, right? Because they're not worried about coming back. They're just looking for something interesting. They're not even using it for themselves. You know, what you want is somebody that's buying something for themselves that's consumable, that will need to be rebought again, like fishing lures. <laughs> you see, they're not consumable i have some for my father yeah so do i but uh if you fish a lot they're consumable <laughs> and every now and then you catch a fish with one in its mouth and then you know that those are the most effective anyway so you know there's a lot of good in this article but see i'm not limited like james is to a certain number of words and covering a broad process i can just i can just say what he left out <laughs> which every article does okay Direct mail lists start with your first party data. Absolutely right. Prospecting lists then can be compared, and that's also pretty much right. Um, to now here, merge. The merge process is interesting because, you know, when I got started, everybody was promoting merge because the idea was that if we mail two different, if we mail two pieces at the same household or six, you know, then the, then then we'd be better off instead of, mailing six pieces into the same house on the same day, we'd be better off mailing to other people that didn't get a, a, a catalog. And that sounds right. But whenever I tested it, it didn't work. The multiple mailings to a household did as well as the, as the fringe mailings, because that's what these extra ones are. They're people you wouldn't have mailed, but you decide to mail because you have some extras and you don't want to have duplicates. And the, and the reason I think that that works, and this is, was verified just recently just with, the, with the LoveSec case study, where we found, we found three times the orders at the next door neighbors that we found at the person we mailed. And we were par fairly generous about mailing people repeatedly. And I think that not the same day, but we would, we would stage them you know so so we would know that there was a duplicate but we would mail them two weeks later hold out and uh and remail and those those pulled like crazy because people were giving them to their neighbors and uh and the return on investment was like 900 percent when we included those names and so what happens is you get a better pass along when you mail multiples which the merge people never took into account, so it never did. It never improved the response rate. Okay, just to, just as a point of note. And these are the things that, of course, James didn't have time to write about all these nuances. But these are the kinds of things 
that where the Proverbs, especially if you don't have a lot of experience, not years and years and years of experience, and have been proven wrong a lot of times on the pro, on the Proverbs of the industry, you know, I mean, the, the two big lies are in my book. I think I got a book here. Oh, I can't reach it. But it, my book, Spinning Straw to Gold, talks about the lies in direct marketing and how we've been lying for years. We say, we know all about you and we know what you're going to do. Nah, it doesn't. It isn't true. You don't even know yourself. That's why the shop, the, the bop, bop is doesn't work. People want to make they want to make impulsive decisions when they get to the store. But anyway, I recommend you download the article, get it, get James's article because there's a lot of good stuff in it, especially if you're starting out. And I'll try to find some more articles on how to start mailing list or i'll just talk about it as i did today have a great day like and share your friends will know you're smart and if you say well he went more than 20 minutes today well watch it on 2x i talk fast but i'm very articulate and uh you won't get as many uh uh, uh i mean you skip right over it that's what my daughter told me she does bye-bye <laughs>